0: Thank you for downloading and listening to the Topic of Choice podcast. The episode you're about to hear might sound different because during our recording, we had a significant mistake with our audio settings, which resulted in my microphone output changing to the wrong device. The result is a bit of an echoed vocal. We hope this doesn't impede your experience, as this is a wonderful episode discussing so many memories with Hunter. Again, thanks for listening and downloading to the Topic of Choice podcast. And here's your episode.
1: Hello and welcome to the Topic of Choice podcast. Each week we explore conversation, reviews, interviews, and more in a fun and relaxed setting. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. I'm Matt Snoddy and here's your host, Joey Police.
0: Hi everybody, welcome back to uh, another episode of the Topic of Choice podcast. My name is Joey Police and with us today in the studio uh, the old producer, my good friend, uh, who used to produce the episodes early on. If you go back to those early episodes when we we're in the studio, Matthew and I talking, uh, that great voice and that great editing in the back is none other than Hunter Mitchell. Hunter, welcome back to the show. But this time, you're like you're like the focal point. We're, we're gonna. It's all about <laughs> okay. you, Hunter. Welcome. Hi, Joey. How are you? It's good to see and hear your voice again same same man and uh also with us uh in the studio as well is i have
1: to tell you i i didn't come for you today joey i came because i'm such a big fan of hunter and i've missed him and i'm so (laughs) glad to see him again and i'm so glad he's going to set this podcast back on the straight and narrow and get us you know all back on track (laughs) and off of this tomfoolery that we've we've been into for the past several episodes
0: Tom Fuller, I, I, I don't think it would be Tom Fuller. I think the last few episodes have been really good. And, uh, I, I as well, though, I'm happy to see Hunter, uh, smiling and looking, looking well. It looks like you're thriving. So you left Lexington, Hunter, right? Uh, how long ago, and now you're in Louisville. Um, I
2: moved from Lexington mid-July, so I've been here for a few months now. This is where I'm from originally, so um, kind of came back home. I, I was in Lexington for eight years, though. Um, once I graduated college, I just kind of stuck around. So I was there for a long time. I, I had to get used to living in Louisville again. I, I've never lived here as an adult, so this is this is still a first me. I'm, I'm having to learn Louisville as an adult now, not as a, as a teenager.
0: <laughs> uh, do, do, uh, do you like it, or do you miss Lexington, the good, the bad? What uh, I love the
2: family and the friends that I've here in Louisville. Um, but Lexington to me, I, I just love the city of Lexington. I love how small it is. Um, I miss that aspect of Lexington every day. Louisville is just so much bigger. Uh, yeah. And so my gas, my gas tank lasts me like two days here. And in Lexington, it would last me <laughs> two weeks. And it was just so nice. And I have to fill up my gas tank all the time. So I miss that part of it, but I'm very happy to be around family again. Um, and, and, you know, even little things like I don't have to miss cookouts anymore or miss family gatherings or birthdays. It's it's nice to be able to do all that with family again. So I am thoroughly enjoying that part of it.
0: Uh, Family, family is everything. And I'm glad that you're there and you're getting, you're able to experience that. But I want to go back a little bit uh, to share how you and I got to know each other even before we physically met because you had a persona of me and hearing me on the phone during camera cons. And then you met me and you're like, Hey, it's not what I thought. So take us back. You did undergrad at the university of Kentucky, right? UK. And then didn't you continue on? I'll let you you tell the audience just a little bit about that. Yeah, so I was a journalism a
2: major at Kentucky, and as a part of that major, you're required to have um, some kind of internship um, in order to graduate. So I actually met Cameron Mills when I was a freshman in college. I was photographing a volleyball game, and he was there with his co-host at the time. Um, and my dad, obviously being a massive Kentucky fan, was like, "Do you know who you're sitting next to?" And I was like, "No, who? What do you mean?" So that's Cameron Mills. <laughs> I said, "Who's Cameron Mills?" I don't know who that is. Um, and so he like told me who he was, and then I like introduced myself because. Um, I just thought it was it was cool to meet him and and he mentioned when I met him that he had a radio show and he was like, you know, do you photograph? And I said, Yeah. And he was like, Well, if you ever need um some kind of internship or anything like that, give me a call. I'd love to to have you on our staff. And um, so that was as a freshman, I was too young for an internship actually at the time to count towards the major. Um, so I had to wait till I was a junior, but when I was a junior, I called Cameron back up and, you know, I said, Hey, Um, it's time for me to figure out an internship. I'd love to join if, if that offer is still, you know, there. And if you'd still have me and he was like, yeah, come on into the studio. And I came in kind of expecting just watch for, you know, for a few months. And he threw me on the air literally immediately. Um, (laughs) and I had never done radio before, but I actually fell in love with radio through Cameron. Um, and that's how you and I met.
0: Well, okay. Now I'm going to pause for a second. Do you have (laughs) the episode your first episode? Do we have that? No, I, it's. It is in the archives.
2: I, I I could go back and look for it, I'm sure, and find it. But it, it is out there. Yeah. I, I'm sure it was terrible. I mean, I'd probably cringe listening to it, but
0: I would love to uh, I would love to hear it and I have some time before this episode drops. Um, I may have to go back into that archive and, and try and get a soundbite. I from know it
2: was, it was in February of when I turned 2021 because my second show was my birthday. And I went to go like have my first okay. drink after the show. So <laughs> it, it was February and I turned 20. I'm, I'm 26 now. So that was five years ago. So it would have been 2017. So February of 2017 was my first, my first episode. So it's there right. somewhere.
0: I'm going to dig in there and try and find that. Um, hopefully, Uh, as people are listening, that we have a little sound clip. So I'm going to go ahead and set up. Here is uh, Hunter's very first uh, radio broadcast on the Cameron Mills radio show back in 2017.
3: Now, here's Cameron Mills. Well, here's the good good news, folks. If you're not quite done complaining about the Florida game, we're here for you. We are here. Super Bowl evening. That is the voice of Dalton Christopher and uh, intern number one, intern number two, Hunter. And Hunter, I don't even know your last name yet. Mitchell. Hunter Mitchell, intern number two. Can I tell you how great it is having interns? He goes by Alex, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he did today. Well, all right. My so Hunter slash Alex. I think. <laughs>
2: sorry. I think that in order for Kentucky to do anything in March, they're going to have to shore up defensively. And I know we've talked well, yeah. about that all year long. Yeah, 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 But if you look, especially in the last two weeks of the games that they've lost um, at Tennessee, Kansas, and then last night at Florida.
0: Okay. Uh, so let me ask you this, Hunter. You, you started interning for Cameron and if you and I you and I both know Cameron very well mm-hmm. and interning for Cameron is probably not what interning for Cameron really what you thought because you then started doing a lot more you started doing a lot of uh, critiquing on sports on uh, the games on the players and you really in my opinion when I started listening to it, you were more than somebody you know doing photo editing and, and, and website stuff you were, a major contributor but at the same time you're also learning how to produce a full blown radio show out of a I don't even know how to rate the radio station we we're at it was a very nice radio station that, mm-hmm. that and, and facility so tell us how that how did all that happen and, and what was that like
2: well like I said I had never done radio before it wasn't even really on my radar when I was a kid I wanted to be a, 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 photo, a photo photojournalist for sports um, but I still loved to do that and wanted to do that. But when I met Cameron, like I said, I really fell in love with radio once I started doing it. Um, I had always been interested in kind of the analytical side of sports and figuring out um, you know, looking at stats and, and why did the game go the way that it did? What, based on the statistics of the box score, what can I garner? What can I gather to see? This is the reason why this team won and this team lost. So I always enjoyed that more analytical side of it. Um, so whenever Cameron, you know, kind of asked me to do that, I, I was all in. I, I enjoyed doing it. Um, and, and like you said, that radio really led to. I had. A, I actually got a job at iHeart after that. Um, which is where I learned to produce and be a board operator and kept shows on the air. And I obviously I produced caramel's radio. I produced big blue insider with Dick Gabriel. Um, I did podcasts for you. I did podcasts for the Kentucky taste buds. So I really got to do, um, a lot of stuff through that job, and I really, like I said, I really fell in love with radio, and I, I don't do it really anymore um, because our show went off of the air. But I, I miss radio every day. I, I truly did find a, a real passion for that, um, and and who knows down the road if it if it if the opportunity presented itself, I would love to do it again. Um, but yeah, working for Cameron was a unique experience, in that he was not. Structured, and that sounds like a negative thing, but I think that that is one of the things that actually helped me to grow as a journalist, just in general, is that Cameron would. It, there wasn't one set thing that I was doing camera would all of a sudden throw something at me on the fly and I would have to figure out how to make it work and how to do it on radio. Um, and that was actually an exciting challenge and something that I enjoyed doing. Um, and I think that it's helped me throughout my career, regardless, not even just in radio in everything that I've been doing. Um, so I, I really, really enjoyed that internship. And even when I, when the internship was finished, um, which ended after a year for my requirement for the journalism school, I, you know, I told Karen, I was like, unless you want me to leave, I don't plan on leaving. And he's like, well, you're not leaving because I'm not going <laughs> to let you leave. So um, I'm glad that that relationship is mutual. But um, yeah, I, I really, really, really enjoyed my time with Cameron.
0: Um, for those who, who, who may not know, what a producer in a radio station does, at least in my experience, I have no clue. And so my first time in the radio station sitting around with the mic in front of me and then the headphones on. Garrett was my first quote-unquote producer. He, right. Well, because you and I were in the room together. We were in the sound sound booth together. We came right. right, and that was before
2: I had a job with
0: iHeart. Yes. Correct. So for those who don't know what a producer is doing back there, not only are they mixing the sound, but they are talking into their microphone that only the um, speakers in that sound booth can hear. And so they're really, as a movie director would do, They are directing the conversation. Hey, they'll come on, for example, and say, "You need to, you need to move from this topic to the next topic, or go back and talk a little bit more about this, or you've got ten seconds before the break." They're talking in your ear, able, keeping that direction going, and that is something that during podcasts, I told Matthew, "Boy, do I miss having Hunter as a producer for the podcast because not only would you do the great sound and the editing and such, but you are able to help direct those conversations." Um, Matt, you have a lot of experience on the soundboard as well. Yeah, yeah. But
1: uh, uh, one of the things I was going to say to Hunter was, uh, don't get, don't stay too far out of the audio realm for too long, because it changes so quickly. (laughs) By the time you come back around to it, It it's all changed again. So yeah, I had a a recording studio 30 years ago, uh, back when digital was just becoming a thing uh we were still recording onto like adat uh tapes and and uh we had 32 channel mixers and it was all analog and we were slowly transitioning into the digital stuff but then leaving that and coming back into you know podcasts and stuff years and years decades later it's like oh this is all so different. And some of it's simple. Some of it's the yeah. same. Uh, some of the concepts and, and stuff like that, some of the, high, the, the the things that you do to audio, like to compress it and stuff like that, it's all the same, but it's all just done so differently. And you can do it all on one little, little iPad or something like that. So anyways, yeah, I, I definitely encourage you to stay yeah. with it because I, I, I've i always enjoyed it as well. But uh, yeah, a good producer is hard mm-hmm. to find someone who, who knows what they're doing.
0: 100 percent, 100 percent. Uh, so, Hunter, now let's fast forward to when the inception of CameronCon, okay? Um, I remember I got the call from Cameron. I was, I think I was on vacation and we were in Seacrest Beach, Florida. And we were getting ready to go onto this into this big pavilion area and listen to live music. And I had my three kids who at the time were very young. And uh, I get a call from Cameron and he said, Would you care to come on the show? Uh, on your phone, you don't have to physically be here, and would you care to talk about this latest Marvel movie? And I forget which one it was. It was way before the Avengers, you know, and we were still early on in those 22 films. He said, but we're going to talk about the comic characters, and we've got this guy Hunter, and he has to do this, what we're calling the, what was it called? The Mr. Mitchell? It it was
2: the Mr. Mitchell's Millennial Movie Marathon, a bunch (laughs) of alliteration. (laughs) That's my journalism degree being
0: being in play right there. Cameron Cameron named this thing "Mr. Mitchell's Millennial Movie Marathon," and and the reason why is Hunter is a millennial, and Cameron never let up on the fact that Hunter was a millennial. Mm -hmm. Meaning Cameron and I are the same age. Matt and I are in the same same age as well. And Garrett, I think Garrett's a little younger, but but the majority of us of, of those individuals minus Hunter. Grew up watching these, I mean, just amazing films. Everything from mm-hmm. Ghostbusters to Goonies. Uh, I'm thinking Tron, Matthew, for some reason. But, but so, what we wanted did what Karen's idea was Hunter has to watch these movies and then we're going to review them in the last, I think, half hour of the show, which then in twice. Hour though. It, it right. moved because it was such a popular segment. It moved from a half hour to an hour, and he said, "I need somebody who really knows this stuff, it's like you, Joey. Would you mind coming on? We're going to call this segment Cameron." Con. And so I remember coming on, and I was, I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it for you." You know, I thought, "What the heck?" It was a five ten minute thing. So that was when I first was introduced to you from an audio introduction. And then we did that for several weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. if not months where I would pop on, we would review the film. I would give my feedback, um, in detail of the characters. Because let's be honest, Cameron, as much as he wants to be a fanboy, he's not right. He wants right. to be. Um, so uh, I'm digressing here, but Hunter, tell me you had one, uh, you had bought, you had boxed me in on what you thought I looked like. And then when I finally came into the studio, you're like, yeah, it's not what I was thinking you would look like. Yeah. So what genre did you think that I was in?
2: I was picturing just some really skinny geek. And then I walk in and I was like, when's Joey coming? And you, I'm Joey. And I was like, oh, hi, Joey. That's not what I was picturing. Just the big old guy, very manly looking man. I was like, all right, nice to meet you, Joey. That's a little bit different than what I was expecting. Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> Was, go ahead, uh, Yeah, yeah, no, so. yeah joey's voice inhabits the the uh the body of a of a scrawny uh comic book kid right <laughs> but yeah the, uh he, he he's actually a well-developed well-rounded uh, uh person and uh you know father you know married yeah. father he's he, he's not uh scrawny by any means he and i were having that conversation earlier today how we both need to actually lose a little bit of weight <laughs> but it's uh, yeah yeah he's yeah. He, 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 he he looks yeah. like he could play you know a, any sport that you throw at him joey's a Joey's an athletic person. He he's not uh, uh, he's not pushing up his glasses. He's he doesn't wear, you know, um, uh, uh, you know a Spider-Man t shirt all the time. All the time. He does sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know I can wear it all. Not all the time, but which which we could go down that road, Matthew, of, of t shirts. Uh Hunter, I have like a Voltron shirt and Matthew was like he was like, Joey, whenever you wear that, I know exactly what you're trying to say. I know I know <laughs> <laughs> when you wear like a Star Wars shirt or a Voltron shirt or whatever, the Karate Kid shirt. He's like, I know we, we yeah. all know you're an <laughs> 80, <you're an laughs> and you age. want
1: everyone <laughs> to know. <Yeah>. I stopped <laughs> wearing those shirts when I was yeah. a teenager, but Joey's in his forties and still wearing them.
2: Yeah, I know. I, I know. like it, nothing less.
0: <laughs> Thanks, so Cameron invites me. He says, I need you to come into the studio. You've got to just come in here. It's so much better. Just come in. So I, I remember telling Sarah, um, I said, you know, what? they want me to come into the studio, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the show live with them um, in person
3: instead of calling. And then, how is this Avengers music? It was in the movie. Creedence Clearwater was in, it was in Forrest Gump. That doesn't mean it's a Forrest Gump song. <laughs> Unbelievable. What movie was this in? This was, wait a minute, this was in, it was in Endgame. Game. 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 What, what movie do you think it was in? There's nothing to do with superheroes. Nothing. This is I don't even know who this is. What is this garbage? It's the opening of the movie. All right. Well, okay. When Hawk, Hawkeye, Hawkeye was training his daughter, right? I got yes. that right? was that's that the opening? Yes. I had no concept of who that human being was. I had no concept of why all of a sudden his family disappeared. That was, I'm going to assume, the 50%. The snap, right? The snap. The uh, Thanos snapped. 50% yep. of of life, including birds, I've heard. Gone. 50% of everything living. That's what I just said. Gone. All right. Joey Police, Cameron Khan expertise, Cameron Khan, really, really the host of Cameron Khan. which by the way, you're, oh, I appreciate you're, that. you're welcome to do your own podcast called Cameron Khan. I give you permission. Oh, right. awesome. bless. Right. You, why would he a, call
0: it Cameron Khan, though? Yeah. It just I mean, kind of makes. That, that turned into, I was there every Sunday and the segment, like I was saying earlier, moved from a half hour to a full hour. I want to tell you, uh, Cameron may never admit this. I think he would have liked to have had two hours of camera con, and and kind of given the sports more of a of a shorter of short time because he really 100%. And, they, and and Garrett loved it too and Matt loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was uh, a yeah, the audience yeah. loved it. Everybody loved it. So why is and,
2: and, and what I love so much about Cameron is that he. Obviously, he paid homage to the sports. It's where you know he got his fame, right. for lack of a better word, um, and that really launched you know his life, honestly. And so he he loved doing that, but he was very much how can we be different from the mainstream media that we're hearing already on the radio? And there are a million sports talk shows, regardless of what city you're in. I mean, there's a million sports podcasts too. But yes. Cameron Con was a way that I think. Um, really appealed to listeners in a different way. It was a different thing that people could really tune into and enjoy on Sundays. Cause like you said, these were films that you all grew up on and that was a lot of our audience were um, people your all's age. And so it it was kind of a nice to have that nostalgic look back on it. And and, um, I enjoyed doing it. I mean, I I know I gave Cameron a lot of crap for it all always on the air, but I did genuinely enjoy um, you know, getting to watch some of those films and, and reviewing them with you all, and talking about them, and usually giving um, opinions that were wildly unpopular, and you all would have cost me for on the radio. Like it, 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 just, <laughs> it was, it was something that was a lot of fun. And you were right; I think Cameron would have happily extended even beyond an hour um, yeah. because. He wasn't kidding when he would say that that was our most popular segment. That was when we got the most engagement on Twitter. That was the hour that was usually downloaded the most um, by our podcast listeners. It was just a fun thing that made us stand out, um, I think, in a world where it's kind of oversaturated with sports talk. And plus on Sunday nights – We didn't have the best, um, airtime, to be quite frank, just because Sunday, you've are, you know, if the basketball game comes on Tuesday night, that's too, it's old news. You can't talk about it. It's already been, you know, five days. If it came on Saturday, obviously that was yesterday, but we're on Sunday night. So everything from the game yesterday has already been flushed out on Sunday morning sports talk. Um, so it's kind of like when you're on that Sunday night, time slot you can talk about sports but you can only do it so much because it's already been flushed out so much um so having cameron con was a nice kind of way to break that up and and find content especially during the summer when there isn't a lot of sports content it was a nice way to kind of keep um the show interesting and fresh all year long
0: i remember being there one night and i got a text and it was a friend of mine who said i'm listening to the cameron mills radio show is that you because we're on a commercial break and he was like are you on the show right now? And I text back, I was like, yes, I'm listening. Yeah, are you listening? And he said, what are you doing on a sports (laughs) show? And I said, give it 10 minutes and you'll find out because I don't know if he was introducing what the topic was or not. Let me ask you this. How many movies did you watch for the Mr. Mitchell's Millennial Movie Marathon?
2: I mean... I would easily say a hundred plus because we did it for like two or three years Um, and I did actions and then we switched to comedies or vice versa. I think it was, I did comedies and then we switched to actions. Um, And, and the list that we ended with, there were still, I mean, a ton of movies on it. So if the show wouldn't have ended, that would have just kept going. So I don't think it was going to stop anytime soon.
0: No. And and Cameron would, Cameron would put out on Twitter what the top three or four were. So for example, yeah. if it was an action, we yep. said the weekend polls, we would we, put out, okay, does he, does he watch, does he watch Terminator one, uh, Rocky one, Rambo one or Platoon, you know, and mm-hmm. we would let the audience decide what the movie was going to be. And my gosh, did they respond? Yeah. Every week the audience would come through and there would be hundreds of votes. He has to watch this event. So that let us know that that people were really engaged and intrigued. I will say the one movie I remember you and I agreed completely on and to this day I stand by it, is Blues Brothers is a horrible movie. It's a terrible movie.
2: It might be the top three worst one that I ever watched for that show. I, I hated that movie. Matt,
1: you know,
0: what do you think, Matt? Where's where's the Blues Brothers in, it's your, not that in your bad, rating?
1: But it's also a product of its time. It, it was a product product of when John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd were in their prime, and it was just a vehicle to get them on the screen and, and because they were just so popular. So you had to... And the what?
2: minute that I that I said that movie was bad, I knew I was gonna get accosted because John yeah. Belushi is in it and it's like anything you say with John Belushi and it better be good or you're gonna be right. absolutely you and called for blasphemy. Um, so then, I, yeah, I
0: but, but I tried I tried to take take it with you. And letting them know, look, I'm, I'm with Hunter on this one. This is a terrible movie.
2: But the funny thing is, they would go, okay, Joey, and then go right back to yelling at him, still, They're like, yeah, well, we're still just going to direct it all at Hunter. It still isn't Joey's fault. It's still all him. So I appreciate the um, effort.
0: <laughs> Matthew and I recently reviewed in another podcast, uh, which uh, we will uh, promote here in just a minute, um, the movie Tron, the 1982 movie Tron. And Tron held... held a special place for me when I was a kid because I was in second or third grade when I watched that. I remember it was the coolest movie ever, and we we rewatched it, and then we all got on the podcast to review. And all of us were like, oh, "This movie <laughs> doesn't hold before. up, not in the least." <laughs> it does not hold. And I think there's, I think there's a segment there is which movies from our childhood still hold today. You know, and I'd like to get Cameron involved in that, and Garrett, and, and maybe we can all get on and do an episode of, you know, talk Absolutely. To that would be fun. So Cameron, Garrett, if you're listening, um, maybe I was, that's I something
1: was going to say, Matt, you, go you're, you're talking about Cameron so much like he's no longer with us or something. He, he, he just lives down the road. <laughs> 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 he,
0: I mean, I mean, Matt, he, he got married, so basically he's not. I
2: mean, now he's just always busy.
0: So I, 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 now that, okay, we've put this out on the table. Let me just voice this for a minute, Okay. So as Matt said, um, married, three kids, and for three years, three years, or was it two years? Let's just, I think it three. Let's, let's just say two years. Um, so now that we've put this on the table, I remember doing Cameron Connor. I'm just going to be conservative and say it was two years mm-hmm. solid. And I remember leaving the house and I'd leave my kids and I'd leave my wife on Sunday night they're watching yep. TV or having dinner yeah. and I'm like I gotta go to the radio station and when I got to the radio station I loved it it was so much fun and we would do it but there were times I'm like oh gosh I don't want to I don't want to do this you know and Cameron I would, say, would always tell me he would he yes he would grief, like, on the you know, air like, too yeah. on the air I know you're caught Griswold Joey you're the epitome of family man yeah. but you have to come you know and he would, he would do this right so then fast forward, Cameron gets married, right? And he has this immediate small family that he is now a part of. How much longer did the radio a few show last?
2: I mean, it was not, <laughs> it wasn't mass. even a year. I mean, it, it was immediate almost. I mean, if we were still on the air, we would be able to give him more grief than he ever gave you because yeah, he absolutely he, i can't do and, anymore and he only has one kid
0: too i thought
1: it's, it's not like he has well, three now to be fair <laughs> th- 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 there's a little thing called COVID 19 that hit right around the same time also that's that,
0: very true <laughs> this is true and that made the show and, very
1: and,
0: difficult and, yeah oh it, it changed absolutely. It. that's that's where i really think i know we're, we're having a little fun with camera here but that's where i think everything obviously changed because we had to go to mm-hmm. zoom nobody the technology wasn't there to do these types of podcasts that they are now we were doing zoom but i remember laughing karen's like guys it's just too hard on the family it's too hard on the family. i can't do it and i thought i've been doing this for two joey you, you are know. important karen, remember, I remember you your opinions don't matter <laughs> i can remember how this worked. karen we love you we miss you and 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 we're grateful for the great memories so i know you're listening to this buddy um all right, so so now, uh, Hunter, fast forward. Actually, you know what? Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break, um, and when we come back, Hunter, I want to hear about what you're doing in Louisville and the next steps for you. So, um, this is the Topic of Choice podcast. We will be right back.
1: If you enjoy this podcast, take a listen to the sensuous sounds of InfoSec, where host and friend of the show, Ben Maliso herds a panel of co-hosts and guests, often including Joey and myself, through all things information, all things security, and all things information security. Recent episodes have featured TPM chips and why they're awesome, privacy laws and why they're often lacking, ensuring your bourbon is not counterfeit, and Bruce Willis selling his digital likeness or did he join the infosec discussion at the sensuous sounds of infosec available on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you
0: get your podcasts welcome back guys so hunter i was saying earlier um, tell us what you're doing now. What, what, what's going on? With so when I
2: was down in Lexington right out of, right after college. I actually got a job um, at a hotel as a front desk worker, and I hated it. But it was kind of the only thing that I could really find. At the time, my dad worked for a, a company that owned hotels, so he was able to get me in. And, and I found a job actually like three weeks after I got that hotel job um, working for a guy who did real estate photography. Um, now I've been a photographer since my sophomore year of high school, but it's all been portraiture. Um, so weddings and engagements and family, stuff like that, but never anything remotely in the real estate space. And honestly, it's funny. I had never even thought about the concept of real estate photography. Like it, it never even crossed my mind that like, obviously in order for houses to sell, there has to be a photo of them. And I, it's funny as soon as I met him, Uh, I had a friend that said, like, hey, this guy came into the store and he was asking about if we knew any photographers because he needs help with real estate photography. And I was like, wow, that's a thing. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Um, So I actually joined staff with him. I quit my job at the hotel. I joined with him um, like a week later. Um, and I did that for four years in Lexington. Um, he had about 300 plus clients in the city of Lexington and the surrounding areas. So Georgetown, Nicholasville, Richmond, Berea, Winchester, Mount Sterling, all of the surrounding areas. Um, and I would shoot nine to five every day of the week, um, Monday through Friday, shoot houses for realtors that were listing these homes. And I mean, even when, when COVID hit, the market exploded, it was crazy. And, and with everything being sold online, more realtors than ever needed pictures because you weren't having open houses anymore. In order to sell the house, you just had to look at it online because you couldn't go in person to see it anymore. Um, so we were just crazy busy. Um, but about a year and a half ago, probably, I just kind of felt like the Lord was, was like tugging at me to come back home. You know, my mom had been diagnosed with cancer, Cancer and so I was missing just being near her. Um, you know, an hour isn't far away, but it it just kind of sucked that you know I wasn't there whenever she had appointments or um, couldn't be there to celebrate when she got good news or whatever. And so I just kind of felt slowly that I was being tugged back home, and with with COVID too, just the isolation of only being in Lexington with me and one other friend, it just got lonely. Um, and so about probably a year ago is when I decided, all right, I think I'm going to go home, you know, when when my lease term of my apartment ends. Um, And sure enough, that ended in July and I made the decision to come back home. But I I knew beforehand, you know, what did I want to do, right? When I moved back to the world, do I want to get another job or do I want to try something else? And I just felt like, I have always wanted to see, can I take my photography full time? Um, you know, I, I see photographers doing it all the time with weddings, stuff like that, but is it possible and feasible for me to do it? Um, and so I just kind of started thinking about, well, what if I did real estate photography back home for myself? Um, and so I kind of, brainstormed how that would look and, and what that would be like. And so I actually moved back in with my family. Um, I'm living at home now. And so I am currently full time going with my business. Um, right before you all called me, actually, I had a realtor call me and said, I love your work. I'd love for you to shoot a house for me. So I've got, you know, I got to put him on the calendar for the week. So, um, You know, it's it's a painful process sometimes because it's it's slow to build a client base up. Um, And I am not a patient man. I wish I was, but it's not one of the fruits of the spirit that I was blessed with. I got to work on that one a little bit. Um, (laughs) And so but I I am steadily building that up. And I've shot um, I think I've shot six houses just in the last like week or two um which is obviously a big upgrade from where i was when i first moved back so um i've been doing that and then on the weekends i'm doing portraiture and weddings i my my portrait business is still going and and obviously when october comes in the calendar everyone all of a sudden wants family pictures because the leaves are so pretty in kentucky um so i've been busy doing that and doing weddings and so i am staying busy right now which is a wonderful thing um so we're just kind of figuring it out but it's been a lot of fun it's been challenging it's it's funny how much more difficult it is than what I thought it was going to be, you know, working for yourself and running your own business. But it is something that I thoroughly enjoy doing. So,
0: well, I think it's incredible. Um, uh, first of all, Thank congratulations you. on on all the success and and, and that you are. I mean, it's such a great feeling to know that you are booked out rather than I need to I need right, to book some things. Right. right? I need to I need to get that. So, um, yeah. Last week we were talking about entrepreneurship and. And we were talking about how how difficult it is and how a lot of people say, oh, it's so you know good for you. You you don't work for anybody else and you get to set right. your own schedule. But Matthew and, and John and I were kind of giggling about, yeah, in some sense that's true. But the reality is, is you work when exactly. your clients need you. And that is... Yeah. And you are working probably more. Especially now than in the beginning, have.
2: you know, you do get to set your own schedule, but when you're building clients, there's no setting my own schedule. When a realtor calls me and says, can you shoot a listing today? I don't care if it's Sunday or if it's Monday. Oh. Like they call me one, one called right. me texted me Sunday, Sunday morning and said, can you shoot a listing today by chance to have an emergency? I'm like, yes, I'll be there. You know, it wasn't something I planned to do, but it's just, you do it when you can. And so you're right. That, that flexibility is nice, but especially in the beginning stages, it's, it's not really there. <laughs> That's more of a five year down the road where yeah. you can have all your clients built up that you can actually actually set a schedule and pick when you're going to work. Not really the, the immediate thing.
0: Right, right. So uh, for those listening, I mean, how, how do they find you, Hunter? How, how do they book you? How does, how does that get um, out well,
2: the real estate stuff? It's been a lot of cold emailing, which is just really a frustrating way to try and reach people, obviously um, where you're just sending batch emails to as many realtors as you possibly can saying, here I am, this is my work. And I'd love if you gave me a call and that has worked a little bit, but a lot of it's word of mouth. And that's kind of always been the case with the portrait stuff too. Um, but the realtor, you know, when, if you get one real realtor in one real estate office, you know, you have an in there. That's the nice thing about real estate is they obviously have other realtors that they work with that, you know, they will say, Hey, I had this photographer reach out um, and I, I used him for a listing and this is his work. And, and um, it's nice to be able to spread into the offices, even if you can just get one. And so I've, I've found that if I can just get one realtor to book me, they usually like my work. It's just a matter of getting them to book me the first time. Yeah. And if they get me the first time that I'm good, but that's, that's the hard part. <laughs>
0: But uh, let, let me let me ask this. Uh, that's great. That's good. But for those listening that want to book you, how do they find you? Right. Like, okay. You know, yeah. Right. Like,
2: so um, my my <laughs> business name is Photography <laughs> by Hunter Drake, and that is on. I have a website PhotographyByHunterDrake.com dot com. I have a Facebook page by the same name and Instagram by the same name. Um So I am on all of the social medias that you can see. You can email me or call me. Um All of the above. So I, I try to be as flexible as possible. Oh yeah. So Photography by Hunter Drake. I'll put a link
0: in the podcast description so you can yeah. find it there um, and uh, that's how you get a hold of Hunter so that's that's fantastic man. I'm, I'm really Thank happy you. for you uh, sounds like you're doing great uh, what I'd like to do Hunter I want to take one more break and then uh, we're going to talk some DC Let's do and it. back at him and how Let's to do how it Adam. okay alright we'll be right back
1: this podcast is brought to you by my company Network Therapists and Joey's company Blue Edge Networks Joey and I are full-time consultants and combined for over 50 years of experience in technology and security. Visit our websites at NetworkTherapists.com or BlueEdgeNetworks.com.
0: Okay, welcome back. Um, So Hunter and I go back and forth with our love for the comic uh, movies. Uh, the especially movies.
2: lately, back and forth is yes. very true. Especially lately, because a lot of the ones that I like, you don't, and vice
0: versa. Correct. Whether it's Marvel or whether it's DC, right? We have we have found very little commonality. And
1: I know Matthew is so excited about this segment.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I was taking
0: a nap there.
1: Yes, comic book movies. Yeah, 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 you want to talk about not having a popular opinion. I, I don't like any of them. So, so I just decided to hop on here just to, to make fun of both of you all for being big old nerds. Do for, you even watch them? them?
0: No, mm-hmm. gosh, no.
1: Now, I, I will say okay, when Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, uh, Iron Man came out, yes, I bought that on DVD. I thought that was a good movie. Yeah. As, I didn't realize that by buy, buying that DVD, that all of a sudden I was I, I, I was hitching my wagon to some huge thing <laughs> that, that, that that I then had to follow for another twenty years. So to I be fair, that.
2: I didn't know that either. Whenever I watched the first <laughs> Iron Man, I was just going to see Iron Man.
1: Yeah, exactly. I thought it was a perfectly fine standalone movie. I didn't want all the trappings that came along with it. I didn't want to go to cons. I didn't want to dress my kids up as as Batman or the Joker. I didn't want to, you know, start buying Cheerios that were in the shape of uh, uh, Harley <laughs> Quinn or whatever. No, I don't care about any of it. So, so I unhitched my wagon really quickly and I said, "Okay, that's for other people. That's not for me."
0: Hey, you what saved what a lot of
2: money. You saved a lot of money. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah.
0: by unhitching that wagon. <laughs> yeah. Who who wa- was it? Cameron that watched had to watch all 22 in order because he hadn't watched them before. Oh, okay, oh my gosh. L- hold on. <laughs> he said he was going to. He got
2: to like four and then stopped, and that was like the fourth movie. And He, I mean, he was too. like, he, you, know, you remember, he was like, it's too, it's too time-consuming. I'm like, Cameron, you make me do it every week, and I've been doing it for three years. I don't want to hear a word from you. Yeah, that's the irony. He quit the show because of family, which was blaspheming you, and then he quit the movies, which was blaspheming me. So... Yeah, he, he, he found a way to get out of it, and then whenever we challenged him, he would just say, "Well, it was my show. I do whatever I want." So,
0: <laughs> at the end of the day, it was which we get. Right. right. It's, nonetheless, it's still funny. But uh, Matt, Matt, unfortunately, you know, Matt and I are colleagues, and we work together daily. And uh, we so so that means we have lunches often. And one thing that I am not able to do at lunch with Matt is rehash or ask for his contributing. Advice. Uh, opinions on the latest sci-fi movie or Marvel or DC film. So
1: yes, and I'm so appreciative that our, our relationship is that way because I <laughs> the, we have plenty of other things to talk about. We don't need to talk about that stuff.
0: <laughs> which is which is why I'm excited uh, to talk about this last segment with you, Hunter. So I watched Black Adam over the weekend with my daughter, my middle daughter, Jules. You would not even recognize her now. By
2: I know. I saw a picture of her. She's already huge. It's crazy yeah, how much bigger she is. She's
0: gorgeous. Um, so Jules and I, we went down to Lexington to the Scarefest convention, which was a ton mm-hmm. of fun. And we got to see all the, the crazy things. And we were walking out. and I said, hey, you want to go see Black Adam? She's like, yep. And I was like, all right, let's go. So we went and saw Black Adam. And half, I mean, literally maybe 40 minutes in the movie, I just kind of look over at her, she looks over at me, and we just roll our eyes. You know, because here's another movie with, guess who, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Does he even go by Dwayne Johnson anymore? I don't know. I, think I can't hurt. even keep track. I, I, I know. So it's The Rock, and guess what? He's big, he's strong, He got. he has all of his same, he's the same character in every single movie. And um, now DC has picked him up as a comic book hero, uh, Black Adam. So the only saving grace was the text that you sent me of Pierce Brosnan. He Mm -hmm. made that movie. So I'm going to stop because I know you enjoyed this movie and I I want your feedback.
2: Let Let me change the way you worded that. I had fun with it. And I say that even I, I say even that very loosely. There was a lot um, of this movie that I was like, "All right," that I found wrong with it. Um, but if I put it all aside because of Doctor Fate and Pierce Brosnan, I I had fun with it. Like it was yeah. the first time I was like, "All right," I don't completely hate the last two hours that I've done. Right? There have been so many DC movies where I've like. Good Lord, they can't get anything right. This (laughs) not only they got it right, but they at least made it somewhat enjoyable because of Pierce Brosnan. And what's so funny is, obviously, for the Cameron Mills radio show, I had to watch the James Bond series with Pierce Brosnan in them. And you know that Matthew
0: Hunter had never watched a James Bond movie. So I we, had only seen
2: one of the Daniel Craig ones, but I had not even seen all of those. So, so we yes. lined up.
0: We lined up from, the summer of Bond. It was the summer of Bond. The summer of Bond, that's right. So the entire summer he watched I think you watched like almost all of them. Yeah,
2: I watched a ton of them. Yes. Yeah. And we went so, and it Pierce wasn't Brosnan. just Pierce Brosnan, it was it was all of them, all of the James Bonds. Um but it's so funny I hadn't obviously seen a Pierce Brosnan film since I watched those movies. So the first half of the movie I'm going this is driving me crazy who is this actor i know him i know that he is a crazy (laughs) famous actor like i know that he's one of like the top tier mount washington actors but it's driving me crazy because i cannot place who it is and so in the middle of the theater i'm like sneaking like on imdb like who is playing dr fate and when i saw it was pierce Brosnan, i was like oh of course it is and it was one of the first times in recent memory that i thought Wow, DC nailed it on the casting because I thought Pierce Brosnan was phenomenal in that film. And, of course, they killed – spoiler alert – they kill him off. And so now I don't get to see – I'm like, good grief, you finally get something right. And I only get it for an hour and a half. Lord have mercy. Traps for them, I guess.
1: Now, let let me ask you both just a really quick question. Being that you're both comic book fans, have you both read the Black Adam comics or were you familiar with them before the movie came out?
0: No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So you so you kind of came into this without knowing all the backstory and the history and, right. and, and all that. I, kind of.
0: I knew enough about Black Adam in the comparison and the relationship with the Shazam character. I didn't know enough any of to, it. enough to know just the, the core Matthew. Okay. But that was it. Um, my okay. son my son has um, um, Injustice, which is a uh, Xbox video right. game,
3: and right Injustice
0: right. Two. And Black Adam is a character on there, and so you get a little bit of history and the storyline and the arc there, but to answer your question, from what I know of the Marvel characters, nowhere near what I know of the of – the,
1: Okay. So, and you know, that's point, true for uh, me as well. Okay. Yeah, point, point of the question being, so you were just watching this because it was a comic book yes. movie and yes. not because you had any ties to the characters or any oh, history with – Okay. Correct. Okay.
0: Um, I would really like to see a backstory with uh, Dr. Fate, um, a movie singular with him how he got the mask and so on. I know nothing about that character, but it was fascinating.
2: Well, it's funny you say that because the only reason I knew who Dr. Fate was is because of Injustice. I mean, the exact same thing that you just said. I used to play as him in the video game whenever I had a video game. So the, the frustrating thing about what DC does is like, you're you're right. This movie, okay, take Pierce Bros and take Dr. Fate out of the film. I wouldn't have liked it. I wouldn't have had fun with it. It would have just been another tired trope of a hero fights another hero because they're scared of him and then eventually gets on their side and they fight a bad guy. It's the same thing we've seen rehashed a million times, but he made it interesting. And, And again, it just, DC couldn't get out of its own way where they fell in the same pattern they always do where they take the things that they're good at And they get rid of them. Like I I have long said that DC needs to stop trying to copy Marvel's um, comedy trope where they're trying to fit in jokes. Part of the reason why their scripts are so bad is because it feels like they're forcing comedy at times where it doesn't fit at all. Marvel has found a way to to implement it in a way that feels natural. Um, and actually adds to the story whereas dc is trying to copy that and it feels forced dc needs to go the opposite direction lean into the darkness into how dark their villains are in dc you see a lot more of like the heroes that are battling with like they will actually kill people sometimes think about oliver queen as the as the arrow you know the whole first season of the live action show on the cw was him killing people for a whole season and and dealing with the morality of like I'm killing people, but they're bad guys. So do they deserve it? Like that kind of those kind of dark, you know, ethical things that that DC has. I think over Marvel, I wish they would lean into. You know, even you look at the most popular series or trilogy of them, the Dark Knight is widely regarded as one of the greatest trilogies and superheroes, regardless of DC or Marvel. And it was a dark franchise. That that whole first three Batman movies with with Heath Ledger, um, in Christian Bale were were so dark, and people loved it. And the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, that was a dark movie movie there wasn't comedy in that they leaned into the dark and it was widely regarded by audiences as one of the best films the dc was one of the best batmans i've seen correct
0: and
2: and so i wish they would lean into that more again black adam they had a great opportunity he was killing people he was a he he awoke and he was was just executing everyone right instead of going with the dark I'm going to kill people. They tried to make it funny and slapstick, and that just doesn't fit. It doesn't work for DC. If you lean into that darkness, it actually, I think, would make for a more interesting film. I mean, to their credit, a lot of the stuff, uh, all of the stuff actually regarding Dr. Fate, the CGI, the special effects was beautiful for Dr. Fate. Pierce Brosnan's acting was fantastic. I mean, just the – he was so – Pierce Brosnan already is just such a – a poised, like sophisticated actor. And he brings that to all of his roles. And the fact that he was playing Dr. Fate that way, where he's just like this gentleman, but he's also like puts the helmet on and turns into a complete awesome hero. Like that fit perfectly. It just, you're right. They, they, again, they went to that same thing they always do. And it made the film just kind of bland.
0: Matt, did you watch Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker? Yes. I saw that movie. Uh Did you like it? (laughs) Yeah, it was good. So, to Hunter's point, that you know, the Joker's a DC band, mm-hmm. and I think DC is doing exactly what you're saying, Hunter. They are trying to do what Marvel did, and they're never going to succeed. Correct. But as much as I hate to say this, I think you're, and I don't hate to say that you're right, but from, from the standpoint of the darkness of those movies, right. the, Joker, the Joker disturbed me. Like, I right. I watched that, and I was like, I, I don't. I did not do well watching that movie because it was so dark, it was so real. And what they did is they took that comic book character and, and really, really uh, humanized it instead oh, it, of making an invincible slapstick
2: character. In DC, I think, is... And this is silly to say but it's the more adult version of marvel to me it i is, think the heroes and the stories and the villains mm-hmm. are so much more dark in the comics i mean look at like scarecrow for example i would love to see a live-action scarecrow like he is such a, a creepy villain, like a horror movie villain like they have this potential where they can lean into it heavily and i actually think that it would appeal to so many people
0: yeah i mean and we're not gonna we're not gonna get into movies like the suicide squad or birds of prey which were just absolute garbage. Yeah. But if they if they could if they could do uh, uh, what they did with the Joker with some of these characters, I, th- I think they would they would have something. So. A hundred percent. Matt, I like your, uh, your reaction to my comment
1: there. <laughs> oh, what? Rolling my eyes at you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I said about uh, Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad. <laughs> of course you don't like <laughs> that. But Well, I mean, my, my, my question is, though, is Joker uh, a canon in any way to the, to the comic book? Good question. Movies? I love
2: to know the answer to that, too, myself. I don't, I don't have a clue because we've had so that. many different Jokers. Who, yeah. who knows?
1: Yeah, I just considered it to be a good movie on its own about a it guy is. dressed up as, in, in clown makeup. I mean, it was yeah. it was more of a, uh, a, a a love letter to the to the character and not the actual character itself. It
2: and is. that's part of the other issue with DC is there's no continuity in terms of cast and story. You we're constantly getting a new Batman or a new Joker every three years. You can't even tell right. which one is canonically in the same universe as the rest of them. Like that, honestly, when you look back at what Marvel did for two decades, the fact that they were able to retain every single cast member as, as those main heroes is honestly astounding. I mean, it really is crazy that they were able to do that. And, and part of the reason I think that Warner Brothers hasn't been able to do that is because their scripts and, and their directors haven't haven't been able to have content that that are actually good. Actors are seeing the scripts and going, what the heck is this? I don't want to yeah. come back for a Batman again.
0: And I think the other the last piece is what we don't really see, which, which I think is the biggest driving force is the bottom line. What's going to sell tickets? What's going to put people in the seats downloading the movies and so on? Um, and is it going to be the darkness or is it going to be the, the action and the eye candy and the, the sound effects? So I don't know. There's so much more to unpack here. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we're gonna, we're going to tie this up with a little bow. And say well, on a scale of one to ten, Black Adam, uh, where are you, Hunter? I would give it a six. Now, okay. if Doctor
2: Fate, if Doctor faced on it, I gave it like a four, maybe a okay. three and a half.
0: See, I, I'm giving it a five, uh, Matthew. When you end up watching it, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not gonna hold my breath on that one. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: just, well, just, just
2: turn it on and fast forward to where you see Pierce Brosnan's face and watch okay. that, and then you can yeah.
0: fast forward. He's <laughs> right.
1: But, but if I want to watch Pierce Brosnan, I've got a whole bunch of other high-quality movies that That's I can very watch. That's <laughs> yeah. hey, 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 Hunter, if
0: you want to watch a good Pierce Brosnan movie, watch The Thomas Crown Affair. That's okay. a
1: That's, yeah, uh,
0: fantastic movie with Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Watch that one. Highly recommended. So
1: And uh, Rene Russo, right?
0: Rene Russo, yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. nice. Okay, um, sweet. Well, listen, uh, Hunter, thanks for coming on. This has been a great yeah. catch-up. It's good to see you. I'm so glad that you're doing well. Your your business is thriving. Um, Remember, uh, Photography by Hunter Drake. Uh, You can get uh, all the information that you need for Hunter and his business, booking him and so on. On his website, you can come to my website and find it as well, thetopcoofchoice.com. And uh, Matt, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, my uh, pleasure. Yeah, it's it's always fun. I I
1: say through gritted
0: teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, don't forget to download, rate, and subscribe. Until next week, we'll see you later on. Thanks.
1: This has been the Topic of Choice podcast. We love feedback. If you have a show topic or questions, comments, or anything else, email info at topicofchoice.com. You may hear your feedback on a future episode. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.